Hey, Eric Clay here with Own Your Future podcast. Uh, today we're having on Colin. Uh, she's been in the real estate uh, industry for four years now, but prior to real estate, she was uh, on the mortgage side of the business. So we have a real estate agent with uh, quite a bit of uh, experience in the loans, which is sometimes unusual. So please welcome Colin. Thank you, Eric. How are you? Doing good, Colin. Uh, so give my viewers a, a little introduction to you and everything that you do. Thank you, Eric, uh, for having me on your call today. My name is Colin Marshon. I'm a real estate agent uh, working out of the office in Barrington, and my company's residential properties, and it's been over business for over 40 years. So we're in a great spot in the East Bay. So I cover basically Rhode Island, um, East Bay, Warren, um, Tiverton, and also I do mostly in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. We look at Warwick, Pawtucket, with the new outcomes of, of the new train station that just opened. So... Anybody looking to buy in that area, it's been a great outlook to to look in those areas. So thank yeah. you for having me here today. Thank you for coming. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the Rhode Island housing market because I heard uh, inventory is extremely limited in Rhode Island right now. Is that correct? It has been limited and certainly it depends what you're looking for. If you're talking about single families, are we talking about multifamilies? Are we talking about condos and stuff? And it's been limited because you have to look back at 2020 when the market went with a lot of, um, when the rates were low. So everybody was looking to buy and renters were moving out and trying to purchase homes. So that was limited and most people were trying not to sell and some were selling so I can be able to cash out. The reason being that is when you sell, where are you going? So people didn't really want to, um, to leave their homes because then if you're going to buy another property, how much you're going to be able to pay. So that gave it in balance of, of what is on the market right now. But the trend is coming back now because we are looking at the spring market now. So things are going to change a little bit. Um, just yesterday, days like my phone keeps popping in. I received probably 30 um, test messages, you know, with MLS, with the new listings. So we do have a couple of listings. Great. You, you mentioned uh, multifamilies. So a lot of people who I talked to are interested in Rhode Island. A lot of them seem to be interested in the multifamily market. Uh, is the inventory tighter with the multifamilies versus the single families or is it similar? It's similar. Right now today we have about 115. Um, we are talking about a price range of 6.5 6 million where we are looking in um, Blockstone, and also you go down in West Warwick, the properties are 250. So we have about 150 right now that multifamilies that are in the market. So it depends on you talking about price range, what we're looking for. And the set of price range for multifamilies with three families, we're looking at 550 for most buyers and looking at their credit, 550 below to 350. So there's a couple of houses that we can be able to find. And now the trend is, you know, it's affordability. When you, how much are you paying for right now when you're looking for multifamily? And how much are you looking to pay now for your mortgage? So those are the things where you come in, Eric Clay, um, into the bias. So the trend is really different. So it, it's a give or take. But there are houses now that are coming back. So by the next two weeks, we're going to see more houses back in the market. Which yeah. is, you know, the more sunshine we get, <laughs> the more we start getting more listing. Because everybody now, because winter is very hard now. You know, people mm -hmm. don't really sell much in winter. Because where are you moving to? Yeah. Well, it feels like it's actually almost spring with the 60 degree weather we had the other day. It's uh, it, is. it went from negative nine to 60. So that was kind of crazy. It is. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, first time home buyers. So Rhode Island housing obviously has that new grant. Uh, that's 17,500. Are you are you hearing a lot of people reach out to you about that new grant that Rhode Island housing is offering? 
Yes, it is. Like you see, last night when I went to the Super Bowl, um, I just walked in and when I was like, Colin, I forgot that you're a real estate agent. So tell me about the 17500 I'm looking for that. And the first question was asking me, am I paying that money back? Yeah, you know? I, it's, so. it's great. It's actually free. It's free money, you know, and there's no limit on how long you have to live in the property for. Um, as long as you're buying a primary residence, uh, you can get that seventeen five. And, you know, if you sell in a year, you, you're never paying that money back. So it's awesome. It's fantastic. You see. But before that client went ahead, when they talked to me about, you know, two years ago when they're still fixing their credit. So they had the 10,000. Remember the 10,000 in their hand is like, but that 10,000, you still have to pay $85 on that. So he was asking me those questions too. So Colin, yeah. you know, two years ago when I was, when my credit was like 400. So now my credit is 600. So what am I getting? Am I getting 17,500 or am I getting 10,000? And also the 25,000, remember for the generational? Yep. So, so now we've got three that people are asking about. Mm -hmm. what are the difference <clears throat> and so the the ten thousand i thought the ten thousand uh down payment assistance was uh fantastic because that one even though it does have to be paid back it's zero percent uh interest, interest and uh, there's no monthly payments and it just has to be paid back when you sell the property pay off the loan um or when you refinance so it's a yeah that that, that was a great program uh now it that, is now is, i've utilized it a lot yeah the 17.5 is first come, first serve. So, you know, while it's here, it's here. And when it's gone, it's gone. And so that obviously, you know, if you qualify, the um, the guidelines are pretty much the same. So if, you, if you're eligible for the 10K uh, down payment assistance, then you're eligible for the grant. You, you can't combine either of them. So it's either or. So first come, okay. first serve, and you get the 17.5. And then once that money's gone, we can go back to the <clears throat> we can go back down to the uh, 10,000 10, down payment. And the generational one too. But when talking about the, the 17,500, I know the limit score has been changed because before with Rhode Island housing used to be 620 for the credit score, now it's 640. So but you want to tell me that like- 660 right now. I think it's- I think Yeah, the 660, credit... yes. Yeah. So you need somebody to be at what score when, when you pull that credit, you're talking about hard pull, that's, that's, that's the other thing that you do. So you would you like them to be at 670? Yeah, I mean, so I would say the initial the initial pull usually usually doesn't hit you that much. It's it's usually if you have uh, if it if you have another pull like a month or two later. So okay. so typically how credit polls work is is um, is if somebody so when you do a mortgage credit poll, if you do a if you do another mortgage credit poll within thirty days, it doesn't it doesn't affect your score. What will happen okay. is is you if you do a credit poll after that 30 day mark but now all of a sudden you'll see a few drop drops in points on your credit score uh with a mortgage credit poll and then uh typically you usually recover you any any um any hidden uh hit in your credit score you usually recover in two and, and in definitely four months so with mortgages i'm really only concerned about credit credit inquiries within the last 120 days so i typically don't see i mean unless you have a a, a ton like a, a lot of them you know if you have just a couple credit credit inquiries but they're over 120 days old i typically don't see them impacting your score as much so usually you'll you won't see that hit hit on your credit score until after that 30 day mark and then if mm -hmm. you if for some reason i pull it again you'll get hit uh but then uh but then you usually see that rebounded after two months so once you have two okay. months after that pull the the your on-time payments usually counteract that 
And then after four months, we have to pull a new credit report and then our senior credit inquiry is old. Yeah. But but for somebody who's under contract at that point, and, so um, let's say you pull out 645. But I usually tell you, I mean, if I have... <laughs> So, so the issue that you would run into is like when your credit credit report is expiring. So like, let's say, um, let's say I pulled your credit report in November, you get an accepted offer and um, December, January, February, March. Uh, so your, your credit, your, um, your credit report would expire sometime in March. And let's say we're, we're uh, closing yeah. after your, after your, after your expiration date. Uh, I would have to pull a new credit report and that would be within the 120 days. And so you might see a little, uh, you could see, uh, you know, depending on how your credit looks, you could see a little uh, bump in your credit uh, or reduction in your, your credit score, depending on what your circumstances are. But I typically tell people, even if you're, even if you're slightly under 660, like let's say your credit score is at six, 650, I have the ability to do this thing called rapid rescore. Okay. And so, so what we do is we, we look at your credit, uh, I see if we can, if there's anything short term we can do, like, for example, paying down a credit card, say you have a, a $500 limit and you have a $500 balance. If we pay down that $500 mm -hmm. balance, that will typically improve your score. So so in some cases, I can get somebody 10, 20, 30, 40 points by doing a rapid rescore. So even if you're slightly under um, under the 660, we might be able to bump your score up and get you qualified for that. So if you're at a 640, I can always look to see if we can get you up to 660 in the short term. Can't always do it. Yeah, can't always do it, but but uh but, but you can I, try. I can, yeah, I can typically I tell people I can typically get uh, a credit update within 5 to 10 business days of receiving the documentation. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so that sounds, what, that sounds incredible. Yeah, so what I do is I tell you what you need to do. And I tell you to get me the updated document showing that that account has been paid or whatever you've done. You send it to me. I then submit it to the credit bureau. And then the credit bureau comes back to me in, in five to 10 business days and says, hey, this has been updated. You can repull your credit. Now, if you were to do that, it's going to take you like 30 or 40 or, or, or 60 days sometimes. So um, we want to get going. But yeah, but I, pay, but I pay extra money to get them to do it quicker. Oh, really? Does yes. that come from the buyer or it comes from you? I, I can't, I actually can't charge the buyer for it. So okay. I have to, I, I have to eat it basically. Okay. Which is yeah. good because then I, you know, um, not getting out of the subject, we do have a couple of buyers that are, are looking to, and you know, they want to tap in the 17,500, you know, before, because as you say, the money is limited before the money is limited, you know, yeah, but that credit million. score is around 640, you know, they need to up a lot because some of these, them, it's not like they don't have debt. They didn't have a lot of credit. You know, they didn't have a lot of debt, so that credit's low, so they need to bump it up a little bit. Yeah, there's about $30 million available, and so you're, yes. probably, look, you're probably looking at about 1,700 people being able to take advantage of that. Yeah, um, how, how so many people do you think from that $30 million? I would say I would say 1,600 maybe, give or take. Okay, so you're looking you know? at an average price of 550 on a multifamily, because we're looking to uh, one in one to four units. That's okay. a lot. Yeah. It is so a Because lot. you are looking at the average price of how much, you know, at, at, in Rhode Island here, a multifamily in Pawtucket with, you know, with three family and stuff like that, you're looking at 500 or 540, 550, you know? So in Central Falls, because it's an upcoming area too. So we are looking at right now. So at some properties, they have 475 because I had a <laughs> listing there. So, but now looking at the prices, it's going to be like probably 455. So 
So if you're talking about 30 million average and dividing, you know, which an average house, probably going to look at well, 50. It's yeah. So it's well, it's it's 30 million divided by it by divided by 17.5. And so that's how yeah. that that's how it will. Help that's how they got the number. This yeah, about seventeen hundred, about seventeen hundred people, give or take. Okay. And so, um, so it is first come first serve. Uh, I would, my imagination is, in my mind, I would say that the money's going to probably be used up quicker uh, than uh, and than probably Rhode Island ho- housing anticipates. So I would tell people to kind of get on the bandwagon Jump and try to get the money as, as quick as possible. I just did the mass housing. Uh, I did the mass housing grant. Uh, now mass the housing. The one that you sent me the information. I like that too at 50. So even though you're yeah. looking at certain areas. But it's gone. It, it only it's lasted. Gone? It, yeah, it only lasted two and a half months. Really? Yes. So the mass, wow. the mass, yeah, the mass housing money only lasted two and a half months. The Rhode Island housing money is going to last longer than that. But, um, you know, I would, I would tell you to, you know. Um, to, to jump on it. Yeah, to jump on it, I was able to get three people that were able to use the mass housing money. I know we did, we did that program. I was trying to get the other one that you know you talked to, but you know when you are slow, sometimes you know yeah. we, absolutely. We miss it, but we still have it on. So even if with the seventeen five hundred, not to discourage people and stuff like that, with seventeen five hundred, yeah. the ten thousand is still a great one too because I'm very good actually when it comes to the closing costs. If you're looking at ten thousand, because we also work on the seller concessions, you yep. know. So try to cover up that with seventy five hundred or anything like that to you know offset from the buyer. So you still you still get about that seventy. <laughs> yeah, are you seeing uh, are you seeing that you're able to get a lot more seller concessions accepted right now? So like during COVID, it was obviously a lot more difficult. But are you seeing sellers are 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 back to being able to or at least willing to cover some of the closing costs? Oh yes, I'm not trying to prompt myself on it. I'm very good. Every deal that I deal with multi families, I definitely do. I just did one right now that I closed last week. Um, sorry, because that deal didn't get to, get to you. Went to somebody else because we had to buy it two years ago, so I was able to get fifteen thousand. Oh wow! That concession, which is one of the highest. That is actually twenty thousand. You know, and it also factors. Remember, the seller concessional factors too when the appraisal comes and how good the appraisal comes in it. So you have yep. that gap in between. So we're able to cover that less six percent of that. So we, I was able to get fifteen thousand. Wow, so I just did another one two weeks ago too. Um, I was able to get eight thousand, and this was a second family. So the one for fifteen was a multi-family. So it also depends when it comes to negotiation how you be able to talk to and stuff like that. You you didn't demand a lot of things. The appraisal came clean, the inspection came clean, and stuff like that. So when you do, I always try to put that money up front anyway. So when I don't do no negotiations. So I always try to put the seller concession up front. So then you're open with the listing agent, what your offer is. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so have you, do you, so when a lot of people are trying to buy like three and four families, the, a lot of times they're trying to use FHA uh, and FHA can sometimes be a challenge to buy a three or four family because of their requirements that, that uh, circle around uh, the self-sufficiency rule uh, when it comes to those. And so a lot of times what I love about uh, Rhode Island housing is Rhode Island housing allows you to buy a three or four family and you don't have to worry about the self-sufficiency test uh, exactly. as, long, as long as you're not going with the government loan. Um, yeah. And and so uh, in, in addition to that, Rhode Island, like what how Rhode Island housing is different than mass housing is Rhode Island housing doesn't... Um, factor the rents into the income limit where mass housing does. And so like a lot of times in Massachusetts, when somebody's trying to buy a multifamily, 
the the rents can sometimes push them out of the income limit and they no longer mm-hmm. qualify, which means that FHA sometimes for low down payment ends up being the only option. And in Rhode Island housing, since the rents aren't included in the income limit, it makes Rhode Island housing much more competitive when it uh, on the three to four families. Do you, do you see when you when you see people uh, doing three or four family multi units, do you see a lot of sellers regret uh, rejecting FHA financing or what are you seeing on that end when it comes to financing? some of them? Actually, there's a couple of listings that I've been in the market for a while. And, you know, the listing agents with the seller say basically say it's conventional because they know that they're probably debt service and all this is not going to be able to work. So they typically put conventional buyers, but the properties have been sitting there so more than 60 days. So those are the other things that you, you, you know, you need to look into and stuff like that. So they've been in the market for a long time. Unlike somebody who put a listing in and it's open, you just, you know, you still do the FHA and both conventional, but you have to look at the numbers too. And I typically look at the rentals, how much they are before we can even put the property. I have a listing that's going to be coming up in North Providence that we probably will talk about so we can actually do an open house. Um, so you have to look at how much the current rents are in those areas. And then also you look at now are you seeing rents uh, are you seeing rents increase quite a bit uh, oh yeah right rents rents have gone up some of them we've seen yeah the rents are i just had a buyer now so his rent went at 11 11.49 percent up and they're already at 26. oh wow 2600 a month and these are these are the locks. for how many bedrooms so, two bedrooms two baths. 2600 for a loft Bedrooms? Oh yes! Wow, where is that? Is that yeah, in Providence? Yeah, rentals are up, and yeah, and they want a one-year lease. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't yes. realize it was that expensive in Providence. I do. I do have right now That's the crazy. property that I had too. Hmm. Also, it's it's a three-family, and we are talking about Central Falls. You know, so sixteen hundred for three-family. So this used to be 800, 900. So, but now we have a new translation coming up. So the price have changed. People from Boston have, have cut across oh, wow. to our side now. So those are things that, you know, try to put the impact on the rental markets to go up. So remember the rentals are going up and you know why? Because those properties two years ago, they were 350. Now we are looking at appraisals being at 550. So you give them a loan. You can't give them a loan 350. You're giving them a loan at 550. They have to increase their rents. Because how are they going to pay your mortgage at four thousand? Like typically one hundred and five fifty. Yeah, but how much? How but much you can is only increase rent if there's demand. It's expensive, but, but like you can only increase the rent if there's demand, right? So there must be demand for the rentals. So is the rental market? Is there a lot of people looking for rentals in that area? There's a lot of people looking at rentals. Remember, there's no more buildings, new construction. There's less loss construction. There are constru- yeah. constructions in. In, in in North Providence, where there's a little bit of a set of land in South Providence, but some of them, there's no new constructions. So you have a new train station now coming, in, which just opened now in Central Falls. I mean, where are they going to build new houses? Which space? And there's no open lots there. I mean, yeah. there are condos that are, you know, coming, but you're looking, I think there are about 26 new condos. So they're not like 100. Crazy. Renters, you need to start buying. There's down payment assistance yes, available exactly. for you. So if when you talk about 20- first-time home buyers <laughs> with the multifamilies, that's, a, you know, the one that we're going to be talking about, his name is Michael. We're going to put him up through. So his rent right now is like, Colin, I just, my property was sold. My rent is increasing from thirteen to 1800 
So is that a mortgage payment? And how much is the house you're going to buy for? So those are the questions they come in and that's your call. Yeah. And it depends on what they're comfortable with. I always tell people, um, you know, it, it, even if your mortgage is a little bit more expensive than what your rent would be, part of your mortgage payment is going to pay down the loan. And also when I, I bought my first property in 2011 and at that time, my mortgage was much higher than what my rent was. I was, I was renting with a friend. And so we were, we were splitting, um, we were splitting the rent. My rent was super cheap because I was paying with somebody else. And then I went out and bought a place. And so, you know, I had a significant increase and then, you know, fast forward, you know, uh, fast forward, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years later, um, slowly but surely there was just no way I could even come close to renting what what my mortgage was. And so when you buy a place that that other than maybe taxes and insurance, your your monthly payment is fixed. And rents have just been rents have been increasing at like 16, 17, 15%. They're it's crazy. Um they're going so up my, and it's and it's only 30 and it's only one year. So it doesn't guarantee you it's you know, some of them is 10% every year. So you don't know what's going to happen after and stuff like that. So, and it depends what properties you're living. If you're living in mills and everything like that and area, are you in the East Bay? So when you're in East Bay, you're talking about Warren, you're talking about Tiverton, you're talking about Warrington. The rents for a single family, we're looking at 3,500. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, you might as well buy a house. Yes. I have a guy... When you was in college, we used to, you know, rent at six hundred dollars. Now there's there's no such a thing. Yeah. So people are asking me the questions: Are the rents gonna go down? I just had a question now. So are the rents gonna go down? Mm, I don't know about that one. It just seems like the rents are going up. I mean, yes. uh, um, I have a guy who uh, his name was Mark, and he was renting from this lady for years, and she passed away, and and now they're. Um, now they're selling the place that the heirs are selling the place and he has to be, he has to be out. Um, so there's, so in rentals, you know, there's, and he's been comfortable all these years because probably the owner didn't charge him a lot of money. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yes. So he's, he's in for a little bit of a shock. I, I mean, he wants to buy a place. It's just tough for him to find something. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, uh, he, you know, it, it, as a renter, you just don't have any control or stability in some cases, depending on, you know, who you're, who you're renting from, you know, the, the owner might die, the owner might need to sell, you know, mm -hmm. rents might go up, who knows what happens, but I've heard a, a lot of horror stories where uh, exactly. people, people just don't, they, they just lose control and then they end up scrambling because they need to find a place and, you know, they, they go out and try to find a rental and they find out that, you know, if they want to rent something, it's like six, 700 bucks more than what they're currently paying. So if and you're sometimes when you talk about the rental increment, yes, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so if you're a renter, you know, the 17.5 free money, it's just, it's right down your, right down your alley. Um, Colin's great at working with uh, first time home buyers. Uh, you actually have sent me, a, uh, sent me a couple investors as well, but uh, you do yes. great. With, you do great with first time home buyers. Uh, this Rhode Island housing program, uh, she knows it. She works with it. It's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so what? So you know, now talking about investors, you you obviously have worked with a few investors. What are you seeing on on the investment side right now? The investment side, because we're talking about you know when you talk about units, I have a five units that's going to be coming onto the market. So some investors they are looking to for four units and up. 
you know, they look for three units, multifamilies and up and five because they want to, you know, maximize rentals and everything. So with investment properties and stuff like that, because some of them are not own occupying. So that means they're doing full investment for those four units and five, because you should understand it as a, as a buyer. So one to four units, it's residential. Any five units is commercial. So most of the investors now that are looking at four units and five. Yep. No, but for somebody with Rhode Island housing, first time home buyers, they can do the one to four units up. So, but remember, if you do the three units and the four, you'll, you have to find reserves too, money for reserves. So for mess, first timers, I always try to do the one or two units. Yeah. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier. Um, probably easier for, uh, you know, a first time home buyer to manage as well. So as a exactly. first time trying to manage three tenants might be a little bit of a challenge. Exactly. And talking about maintenance and everything, because that's what you need to look into, not only looking at the taxes only, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, but it's doable at 17,500. I think uh, we can try to get a couple of buyers in there. Perfect. Before well, so, we deplete the money. So Colin, if, if one of my viewers wants to take advantage of Rhode Island housing's uh, new grant and they, they want to reach out to you, how will they reach out to you? Um, first of all, it's easy. I'm more in social media too that you know very much and trying to educate the buyers on that first time home buyer. But I'll definitely more than willing to share my direct cell phone number. So you can be able to reach out to me, which is um, area code if you have a pen, 401-626-9750. My direct cell phone number is 401-626-9750. And I always say introduce yourself. You can send me a text message. Um, give me a call. Or reach out to you directly, Eric, and I'm more than willing to be able to meet them, um, first-time home buyers, and educate them through the process. Because I'm very good in educating them from one point A to B, you know. Because Perfect. I try not to get somebody in underwater. Because people say, "What's going to happen if the market flips tomorrow, Colin?" You know. So if we don't overdo it and give you like a four units and two units, you can be doable. So basically, you're going to maintain only one unit, which yep. will help you pay your mortgage. Absolutely. Makes it easier. Yes. That's for sure. Well, well, my viewers, if you uh, if you're interested in taking advantage of that 17,500 grant and you're a first time home buyer, uh, Colin knows Rhode Island like the back of her hand and she yes. knows the Rhode Island housing program as well. Uh, so feel free to reach out to her. Colin, I want to thank you for coming and everybody. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. And everybody, please uh, like, share and subscribe so that other people get to see this podcast. Uh, Eric Clay from Own Your Future. Thank you very much, Eric. We'll touch base on. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you all.